The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. TFA fam, welcome into the Week 9 Wide Receiver Show. Depending on what video, what podcast you're listening to first, we are going to switch up the flow a little bit here this week. Instead of telling you guys about why Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams are great starts this week, that doesn't really help a lot of people. If you have those kind of start sick questions, we're still here to help you out. Drop them in the comments. Join us on the Discord. We'll still help you out. But we're trying to help out as many people as possible. We're also trying to shorten these shows as well. So we're still going to go through our top rankings here. But really only going to talk about the guys that are more in that flex range, wide receiver two, wide receiver three area and beyond. It's going to be able to help out the most people possible. So please hit us up with some feedback. Let us know what you think about the, the new format. And uh, you know we'll, we'll go from there because this is a show for the people, by the people. So with that out of the way, let's kick things off with our wide receiver one for week nine. We have Cooper Cup kicking us off at the top of the list, followed by Devontae Adams. Tyreek Hill, Debo Samuel, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Deontay Johnson, D-Hop, and then for the brand, Michael Pittman there at 12. Obviously, if you have any of those guys, you're plugging them in. Then our wide receiver twos, D.J. Moore kicks it off, followed by Keenan Allen, Adam Thielen, Mike Williams, Robert Woods, Amari Cooper, Marquise Brown, Colton Sutton, T. Higgins, Brandon Cooks, Chase Claypool, and then Corderell Patterson at 24. Kev, anybody in this wide receiver two range who might be on that, that flex radar, you know, wide receiver two, three, four for some people's fantasy rosters that you want to hit on for week nine? Uh, nobody that I think we need to go in depth on. Uh, I do think there's a couple of guys here that I think uh, you could probably expect some bounce back from. Uh, one being Brandon Cooks. I think in this matchup against Miami, this their their secondary has been very beatable this year. So I think this is a good bounce back spot. I really don't care if it's Tyrod uh, that returns or if it is Davis Mills again. But uh, I think he's definitely in play, uh, back in play th- again this week. And then, you know, you have other guys like T. Higgins who, you know, didn't really fire last week. But in a game against Cleveland, I, I think, you know, that secondary is definitely beatable. I think this is a good bounce back spot for him. And then Chase Claypool against Chicago. Chicago secondary is awful. And so I think Chase Claypool could also be a play on that Monday Night Football game. Moving on to our wide receiver threes and beyond. This is where we'll really start to get in some of this discussion. Manny Sanders at 25, Jerry Judy, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Parker, Marvin Jones, Cole Beasley, Jacoby Myers, Devonta Smith, Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd, Kadarius Toney, and then Christian Kirk at 36. All right, Kev, in this range, who do you want to touch on? Yeah, first I want to talk about the guy I want to talk about is Devontae Parker. I am higher than you guys do. I am at wide receiver 24, so borderline wide receiver two this week. Um, you know, he's he's seen at least seven targets in every game this season, a 23.5% target share, 15th in market share of air yards. 
Uh, he's averaging about 20, uh, 12.7 fantasy points per game. One of the things I love about him this week is the matchup that he's going to see against Vernon Hargraves, who is one of the worst corners, if not the worst corner in the league, to be honest with you. The guy's absolutely horrendous. He has a target rate of 18%. He's allowed 19 receptions for 350 receiving yards, which is just embarrassing. 18.4 yards per uh, reception, which lines up perfectly with what Devontae Parker does best. One touchdown and 126.5 passer rating on the season. So Devontae Parker, widely available, 35% rostered, you know, when we did the waiver show. So hopefully people are adding him. If he's sitting out there, add him because he's an absolute great play this week. Jerry Judy, after his first game back last week, he played 70% of the snaps. Saw four targets, uh, one red zone target. Four receptions on 39 yards. Listen, last week was a really gross game against Washington. They didn't really have to do a whole lot. Very low-scoring game. Uh, but this week, they have a positive game script for the passing game. They are eight-and-a-half-point dogs and will have to throw the ball a ton in this game. They're not going to be able to run the ball like they did last week and really rely on the run and not have to throw the ball as much. So that sets things up nicely for Jerry Judy, who I have at wide receiver 26. He also gets a great matchup. He will see Jordan Lewis, who plays mostly in the slot. Uh, Lewis is allowed a 98.6 passer rating, 16 receptions for 200 yards, a 12.3 yard per reception. So another great matchup there for Jerry Judy. So I think this is where Jerry Judy really gets going this week. Now uh, we also have to mention Noah Fant is also on uh, COVID IR list. So we'll see if he's able to make it back in time because if he's not, then uh, I think that just helps out Jerry Judy even more, though they do have Albert O who has returned as well. And uh, that guy is an absolute must add if he is available uh, the other guys I want to hit on really quickly, Rashad Bateman. I have a wide receiver 29, much higher than everybody else. He has seen a 60% of the snaps well, since returning from injury. He saw six targets in both of those games. It's a tougher matchups. The Vikings have allowed the six most fantasy points to wide receiver this season. So absolute great matchup this week for Rashad Bateman. And I think Rashad Bateman's only going to get better and better as more opportunities, the more time he gets. They are coming off by to allow more opportunities. And really this passing attack moving forward is going to have to step it up even more. They have a lot of matchups coming up where they're going to really have to throw the ball. So Rashad Bateman, absolute uh, great play this week for them. And then Brian Edwards. Unless you've been living under a rock, we all know Henry Ruggs uh, you know, is not going to play football probably ever again. After uh, what happened today with him getting into a Awful. wreck this morning and somebody definitely died, but you know, we don't have all the facts and all that. I'm not going to get into all that, but you know, yeah. he is gone. He is going to be done. I would be surprised if he, by the time you listen to this, if he's not released outright by the Raiders, but regardless of that, Brian Edwards this week, they do play the giants. The giants are terrible. Once again, against wide receivers, they allow the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Brian Edwards is a guy who does plays a lot of the snaps. He is a guy that they utilize as a deep target. He has 10 deep targets now. Henry Ruggs is vacating 14% of the target share there in that offense. And he also leads the team in deep targets with 12. So I expect a lot of that to go to Brian Edwards. Really him and Darren Waller are the only guys that really have that can utilize deep threats in this offense. So I would expect that Brian Edwards picks up more of those opportunities as a deep threat in this offense, uh, you know, red zone uh, targets and stuff like that. So I think Brian Edwards is kind of a sneaky wide receiver three, wide receiver four play this week. Just a couple of guys that I want to touch on. Uh, Kadarius Tony. he's the only guy that I have actually ranked in the range of the guys that we just listed off. This one is simple. I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail, but he is currently the only healthy receiver. We saw, you know, Sterling Shepard go down with that quad injury, non-contact. You hate to see it. The Raiders have actually done a really nice job uh, against receivers this year, but if they can put Slayton and John Ross on the outside, 
life is going to be a lot easier for Tony in the slot. So I do like him as a wide receiver three, you know, flex kind of option. Jameson Crowder, you know, we, we have check down Mike White. Of all the quarterbacks who started and finished their game in week eight, Mike White had the lowest A dot at a measly 4.2. Just for reference, if you're hearing that, you're like, oh, what does that mean? White and Daniel Jones were the only quarterbacks with dots in the fours, and the next lowest was Kirk Cousins at 5.4. So he's he's most enticing in full PPR leagues, but he's still a solid option in half PPR leagues as well. Hasn't seen fewer than six targets in any game since his return in week four. It's been like nine, six, six, and then nine. And obviously with the Jets, we're expecting them from to be playing from behind. So I think Crowder, Michael Carter, who we talked about in the running back uh, show, both those guys are really solid options moving forward. Zach Pascal, uh, T.Y. Hilton has already been ruled out for the for the Thursday night game against the Jets. It's going to be Pittman and Pascal, honestly, as their, as their top two receivers. There was only one game this season where Pascal has seen fewer than five targets. You know, the, the Jets actually, you know, you want to talk about another team that's been pretty good against receivers. The the Jets are actually giving up the fifth fewest points per game to receivers and half PPR scoring. But I'm, I'm not going to be fading Zach Pascal here because of that. Part of the reason why the Jets look so good on paper in terms of, you know, their, their receiving production is because they're just getting slaughtered on the ground. So, you know, the, the Colts are sitting here in this Thursday night game with an implied total of 28.75. So they're going to be putting up points. I like Pascal if you are desperate at wide receiver. And the last one I'll talk about here really quickly, I feel like we've been talking about him on every waiver show, every wide receiver ranking show as well. But that is Van Jefferson. If you do not see the news today, Deshaun Jackson was released. And not that that was really doing much to hamper or hinder Jefferson, but with Deshaun Jackson being gone, that basically sets Van Jefferson's name in stone as their deep threat. Both Woods and Cup have a dots of 9.5 or lower. Jefferson is sitting at 14. He's played 84% or more of the snaps in back-to-back weeks and has at least six targets over those games as well. And then the matchup against Tennessee sets up really nicely. The Titans have given up the most catches, the most yards, and are tied for the second most touchdowns allowed to wide receivers. So I think, you know, between Van Jefferson, Zach Pascal, there are some really nice options here in week nine. If you're in deeper leagues, if you're hurt by the bye weeks this week, injuries, anything like that, there are some nice options here outside of the the top 36 that we normally talk about. Kev, anybody else that you uh, you want to mention here? There's a few more guys that I think I can hit on. One, Darnell Mooney. Um, I have him at wide receiver 36. So I was a low-end wide receiver three. You know, I know uh, this Pittsburgh defense can definitely get after the quarterback. However, they do struggle against opposing wide receivers. They allow the 11th most fantasy points to wide receivers. And Darnell Mooney, you know, kind of looks to be the number one wide receiver here for the Chicago Bears while Allen Robinson sadly did not get traded today. I uh, really hate uh, to see that. I was really hoping that he would get moved, but it did not happen. So Darnell Mooney is the definite – looks to be the wide receiver one, getting a 25% target share in this offense. So I like Darnell Mooney as kind of a flex option this week. You know, a few other guys, you know, Russell Gage, you know, we kind of talked about, you know, he is – 
probably going to be the wide receiver one while Calvin Ridley is away. It's not great, but I, you know, I don't hate it. New Orleans uh, has a good defense, good secondary, but they're going to have to throw the ball. Somebody's going to have to get the targets. So while I know Kyle, uh, Kyle Pitts will definitely see, uh, you know, even more targets while uh, Calvin Ridley's out. I do think Russell Gage is an interesting option here. Hunter Renfro, you know, is another option here in PP, uh, PPR formats only that I think sees a, uh, an uptick in targets. Yeah. Darren Waller should be back this week, but I definitely think that he's somebody that we should at least, uh, you know, have on your radar as kind of a flex option as well. And then last but not least, Brandon Ayuk against Arizona. Arizona secondary is not very good whatsoever. And so, you know, we did see him bounce back with seven targets last week, the most he's had all year. Four catches, 44 yards, I believe, in that game. So I do think Brandon Ayuk is a viable option this week if you need to play somebody. So I think those are the guys that I would be kind of looking at in the later range. You know, there's some probably some other guys we could talk about, but, you know, I think those are the guys that stand out the most. You mean somebody like uh, Jamal Agnew. I know. <laughs> the guy just keeps being a thing every single week. 12 targets last week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and in, in a uh, in a matchup against Buffalo, and he's been seeing the majority of his snaps from the slot. So there is another deep name if you need it at wide receiver so that's gonna wrap things up again please let us know give us some feedback on this new format trying to shorten things up give you guys some more valuable information instead of you know him hawing and talking about you know the the top 12 that you're basically setting and forgetting every single week so join us live wednesday night for any start set waiver trade questions like that we'll answer all your questions there Drop them in the YouTube comments or join us on the Discord for absolutely free for the price of zero. That's all you got to do. Click the link in the video description below and that's it. You're set up. So till the next one, we'll talk to you guys soon. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.